This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are unstoppable today. We are not going to stop bringing you the blind items that you deserve. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It is a blind item only zone here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. And we're not just doing like today's blind items, right, Bradley? That's true. We're going back in time for some old Hollywood blind items. Perfect. Uh, Bradley Trainer, do you want to drop us a. An oldie but a goodie? Yeah, let's do a blind item. Okay. Blinded by the item. All right. Hollywood fan ready. Go ahead. Go <laughs> this ahead. one's going all the way back. This illiterate permanent A-list actress slash singer, who at one point was one of the highest grossing and earning movie stars of all time, seemed like the prissy girl next door character she portrayed on the screen. The truth is... Uh, she is the complete opposite. She's known to have an X-rated sense of humor, cursed like a truck driver, mm. allegedly smoked pot early on in her pre-movie career, and had several affairs before, during, and after her marriage to her longtime manager husband, including several of her leading men, including a future president of the United States. Whoa! That's a lot. Betty White? No! Oh. Movies. Uh, oh, movies. Doris Day? Ding, ding, ding! Oh! oh. She was getting around. Mm-hmm. All right. So Doris Day, who at one point was one of the highest grossing and earning movie stars of all time, seemed like the prissy girl next door characters that she portrayed on the screen. The truth is she was the complete opposite, known to have an X-rated sense of humor, mm-hmm. cursed like a truck driver, allegedly smoked pot early on in her pre-movie career, and had several affairs during her marriage to her longtime manager husband. I don't know who that is. Including several of her leading men, including a future president of the United States. Okay. I also don't know who that is. That I want more information. This oh. is the this is the tease of blind items, is that you will want more information and it will not be available to you. Well, now if you want to read an old hot goss book, Doris Day, her own story, there's some candid uh, tales about her. Man, she had a tough. She had a tough, and then her kid like was associated with like Charlie Manson and things, Ooh. and like. <sighs> did she true. mention the name of the president? I don't, I don't think know. so. Okay. I don't think oh, so. We'll just be left wanting. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you got another one in Let's there? Let's do it. Yeah. Again, old Hollywood. We're going way back. Which A plus A plus list leading lady? Who easily transitioned? Let me try again. Which A plus list leading lady who easily transitioned from movies to TV once screamed at an interviewer, "Get the bleep out of my house!" Mm. After he asked if she was a lesbian. Oh, she did swing both ways, according to her friends and co-stars. 
Now, usually these kinds of blind items I don't care about, but she's not with us anymore, and it's not particularly salacious. And like the fact that celebrities would have sex lives, not a shock. shock. Yeah. Uh, You said A plus list. Leading lady who easily transitioned from movies to TV. Once screamed at an interviewer, get the bleep out of my house. Oh, okay. Holly, I feel like this is more your wheelhouse than Easily. it is mine. Oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she was big in the movies, and then she was big on TV. Is this Miss Lucille Ball? No! Oh, no! No, think uh, more. I would have believed that. The TV uh, was like a drama series, and she was like a matriarch on that series. From the 80s? Mm-mm. No. No. TV show, what decade was it on? Oh, um... I don't know, 70s, maybe? 60s, 50s? Mm. Okay, hold on. Mm. I need to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will help narrow it down Okay, TV ever so shows. slightly. Barbara Billingsley. Well, you're halfway there. It's Barbara, Barbara but not Billingsley. 60s. She was, yeah, her character was big in the 60s. Uh-huh. Barbara. So we've got Barbara. Barbara. Barbara Stanwyck. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. Big yes. Valley. You'll remember she was, mm-hmm. I think, the matriarch in Big Valley. All right. So uh, Barbara Stanwyck, who easily transitioned from movies to TV, once screamed at an interviewer, get the bleep out of my house, after he asked if she was a lesbian. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. again, not should not surprise us that even back then people had sex lives. Yeah. You and don't say. they did things with their sex lives. Exactly. Uh, and that they yelled expletives at others. Indeed. For being rude. Indeed. Uh, okay, let's do another one. All right. Oh! Blinded by the item. All right. I'm trying to figure out which one we're going to do here. Let's do... Um, let's do this one about TV, shall we? Let's. Oh, gosh. Okay. An old Hollywood item that is actually about television rather than a movie. A television show that lifted entire episodes from an iconic show and then ran them as theirs, right down to the physical comedy scene performed by the actress star of the show. The problem is the ripoff show had an actress nobody could stand who cast her daughter as her sister and had writers leave every week. And the director saying out loud that he debated whether um, not being around or working with the actress for another day was preferable. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got to go way back. And we're thinking of like a knockoff show of another popular show. Yeah. The knockoff show is the Flintstones and the original is the Honeymooners. And that Betty Rubble was a. mm. Now, I love your thought process. (laughs) I do, too. Actually, I was I was supporting that. But no, sadly, that's not. Okay. Both of these were, neither of these uh, shows were a cartoon. No, no cartoons. Okay. <laughs> okay. But iconic, like literally was, the what, most iconic comedy show of all time. What, I Love Lucy? It was I Love Lucy. Okay, but so we're talking about the knockoff to I Love Lucy. Yep. Okay. And that's the one that had all the shenanigans. Right? Exactly. Okay. So the knockoff to I Love Lucy. Here's Lucy. Nope. <laughs> No, it was it was a show that I Love Lucy essentially ripped off, is what they're saying. Oh, I Love Lucy okay. ripped, ripped off. this I other think, one off, right? I think that's what we're saying. Okay, at least so, that's the impression that I got. Hold on, let me just double check. But go ahead. 
Because there wasn't a lot of television Mm -hmm. before I Love Lucy. Was it a radio show that it was ripping off? Uh, Perhaps. Uh Uh-huh. But the thing that is a tip-off for me is down to the physical comedy. Sure. Which means that there is a visual element to it. I like Ethel. Mm. (laughs) You're close. I... It was definitely I, and it's uh, I, I I married Joan. Oh yes, this is okay. Um, they okay. Starring Joan Davis. Yeah, she's the blonde one, right? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've I have not actually watched an episode of that, but I've seen it in silent form at the uh cafe in Disney World. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Who knew? Well, that it is. Uh, I Jones or Davis's real daughter, who played Joan uh, Beverly Wills, was a regular cast member, and so that that goes back to the blind item. Okay. So let me just give you again, right. just to be clear, uh, an old Hollywood item that's actually about TV rather than movie. I Love Lucy lifted entire episodes from uh, an iconic show and ran them as theirs. Oh, actually, it's the other way around, right? That's yeah. what I think, is yes, that it was the opposite. because they're saying the problem is the ripoff show had an actress that nobody could stand who cast her daughter, again, uh-huh. Joan Wills, uh, as her sister and had writers leave every week. And the director saying out loud that he debated every day, which was worse, uh, not being on this planet or working with this actress for another wow. day. Wow. That's yep. a lot. Uh, that only that that series ran only three years, so uh, that obviously did not do well. That is interesting, though. That makes me want to go back and I know and watch old episodes. I wonder if they're them on side YouTube. by side. Hmm. Yeah, there are some actually uh, because I'm looking right now. Yeah, there's a bunch, so that would be kind of a fun little side. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do one more or do you want to move along? Yeah, to, let's move along. We are going to, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to talk about uh, a name associated with blind items from the past. This is sort of a vintage look at what blind items once were and a dive into what happened to the person who wrote these and what happened to the actual blind items themselves. Uh, we're talking about Ted Casablanca after this on the Colleen and Bradley show, the special blind item edition on my talk one Oh seven one show. Okay, so we know N.T. Lawyer as the one who delivers us blind items on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. But he was by no means uh, in, uh, the only blind item uh, deliverer in town. In fact, there's a name that a lot of people recognize and associate with blind items, and that name is Ted Casablanca. Ted Casablanca. Do you remember Ted Casablanca? And if I said to you... Ted Casablanca, what would you remember? I feel like I remember E News or or E, right? Yeah, he was an E person, and he wrote blind items uh, for E, right? Yeah, and he had all the dirty gossip about all the celebrities. Yeah, and I will say, sort of the golden age of '90s blindies uh, and beyond, like in the early 2000s, I think, is when he had uh, his. Um, column over at E. He really was sort of like one of the forerunners of the current iteration mm-hmm. of blind items. Like if you were doing a genealogy, you would go back to him and say this was a very specific thing. And what's interesting is why it's not a thing anymore 
and what that says about us, but also what it said about um, how we approached blind items in the past. And I honestly think it's kind of like he had this sort of middle space between like old Hollywood gossip uh, and blind items and sort of, you know, anti-lawyers approach. But what you would know, I think, Ted Casablanca blind items from most likely are nicknames that he gave to celebrities. Ah, that's right. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, like, for example, Enti Lawyer, he would give um, celebrity, he gives celebrities nicknames, but they're pretty, like, descriptive in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, permanent A-list, everything in her mind or something. Exactly. Right? Yep. That would be Jennifer Lopez. Um, or, you know, the one named, or no, what is it? Like, uh, the a- permanent A-list quote singer. Quote singer. That's Britney singer Spears. Quotation yeah. Marks, right? Well, he had nicknames for celebrities that he never actually confirmed, per se. I mean, I guess you could say he did in some way, but um, because the blind items just, like, weren't really that blind after a certain point. But, for example, there was a nickname that a lot of people crossed paths with uh, with him regarding, and that's Toothy Tile. Do you remember the name Toothy Tile? Vaguely. Ooh, yeah. Holly? Vaguely. Agreed. Everybody seems to think that all of the blind items about Toothy Tile were about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, interesting. And all the Toothy Tile, and again, I think this gets into why we don't have Ted Casablanca anymore, and if you try to search for his blind items from E!, you're not going to find his column anymore. There's like one more, there's like one last column of his saying like, I'm out. Uh, And he goes off to Palm Springs and has a Twitter account and art gallery, I think. Um, But his, uh, his columns don't appear because they're pretty like, they don't age well because the whole toothy tile thing, for example, was speculation about Jake Gyllenhaal being closeted. Oh, interesting. And he really approached all these celebrities as like fodder for gossip in a way that seems pretty harsh today. Yeah. You know, like Toothy Tile having secret, you know, sexual rendezvous with other A-list celebrities and sort of talking about like the things that went on in the dark between celebrities in a way that I don't think we would feel comfortable talking about today. Yeah, I think that we have a different, you know, it's funny because now that you're saying that, I'm realizing that a lot of the uh, things that I have assumed about some of that era celebrity is due to Ted Casablanca's blind items, um, right? Like some of the things that people take as fact yep. about certain celebrities, like maybe Vin Diesel, for example, probably came from Ted Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he 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 clearly, or anti-lawyer picks up, uh-huh. If you will, the mantle yeah. of that. And a lot of people, I think, you know, have tried yeah. to do that since. Yeah. Boy, that's really interesting. And I also think it's interesting because I will say this is now the second time, I believe, that we've done the All Blind Items show. Yeah. And between that time and this time, and I don't know, maybe that's been two years, maybe one year you were able to find some of those blind items still on E! News, and now they've been wiped. Yep, and I went back and looked um, again, you know, because I was like, oh, let's do some of the old, uh, or read through some of the old Awful Truth columns, and you're not going to find them online. And literally, a lot of 
uh, it's mostly just going to be like some nicknames of people and like who those are about. But it doesn't really mean much because you don't have the actual blind items. Yeah. But I think that the bigger, the more interesting story about Ted Casablanca is that he was able to sort of like flitter off into obscurity before the like giant lens of social media landed on the blind items because I don't think right I because of the way celebrities handle their own social media and are responsible for their own images now I don't think a person like uh Ted Casablanca would have been able to be employed and write a column for E in the way because celebrities now very much have their own power absolutely and actually I you know I think we've not only speculated about this but um, probably have seen evidence of this at some point. Sometimes it is the celebrities themselves who are manipulating uh, the blind items yeah. in certain ways or can leverage them in certain ways. But you're right. I just don't know that uh, Ted Casablanca would have been the same, um, would have would have been digested in the same way. I don't think, I think he would have, it's kind of like Paris, or Perez Hilton. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, you know what? We When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got more blind items coming after we tell you about today's Celebrities behaving badly, we call them D bags. Hey, today's a special day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It is a very, very, very special day because we're doing all blind items. However, we're going to take a little <laughs> from the blind items and just tell you the truth about some people who we think are some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, my D-bag today is this friend of the Queen. Is that a friend in quotes? Yes, mm. because according to this friend of the Queen, the upcoming season of The Crown would have destroyed Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Mm. Um, So let me tell you the story just really quickly. A close friend of the late Queen Elizabeth is speaking out against the upcoming season of The Crown, according to a new report, saying that the fifth season, which, by the way, they had to add a disclaimer to because Judi Dench was not amused and said her friend would not be amused by the new season. Um, Wait, what? I didn't hear this. Oh, she missed this? Oh, yeah. Judi Dench came out because she's besties with Camilla and was like, yeah, they need to put out a disclaimer on this show because it's not real. And we were like... Nobody thinks it's no, real. Like that, it's called a drama. I thought that disclaimer was already uh, disclaimed. <sighs> anyway. It's already been claimed twice. Tw- can't claim it twice. <laughs> I know. So the friend goes, I'm horrified by what's going on with Netflix and how they're vilifying the royal family, said the unnamed friend. It's as if they're trying to destroy them. It would have destroyed her, the queen. Okay. Okay. That's First of all, dramatic. queen is not with us any longer. May she rest in peace. Long lived the queen. Yep. Um, but second of all, she was the queen of England who survived on the throne for 70 years. Yeah. She went through world wars. Yeah, she's like a little. She went through economic collapse. She went through like civilization basically melting down around us. And she would have been destroyed by the fifth yeah. season of a dumb Netflix drama. <laughs> the little streaming network show would have done her in. 
Literally. Thank yeah. you. Just yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Lies. Uh, so anyway, yes. that's my D-bag. Thank you, Bradley, for sharing that. Now, I would like to share with you uh, my D-bag. Holly, uh, yes. because my D-bag today science? is not science. That was yesterday. And if you haven't already looked at the terrifying photograph of an ant's face up close and personal it will murder your eyes and all your dreams so you can google that but today no my d-bag is actually alec baldwin uh-huh Bing wow frequent flyer so okay um i don't know if you've been to his instagram lately no, I genuinely tend to avoid it, Colleen, That's but smart. please tell me what's going on over at Alec Baldwin's Instagram account. Four days ago, he posted a photograph uh, and the the uh, caption he included was one year ago today. Mm-hmm. But it is one the actual today. photograph that he mm-hmm. shared that has people thinking maybe... Alec Baldwin wasn't thinking the day he decided to do this. Oh, you don't say. Or ever, really, actually, Mm -hmm. for that matter. Because the picture he posted is one of Helena Hutchins behind the camera, clearly on the set of Rust. Holly, can you remind our friends why that might not sit well with people? Sure can, Colleen. Well, because Helena Hutchins was killed in a tragic accident on the set of the movie Rust, Alec Baldwin directly involved in her death. In an open investigation. Yes. Uh, and where would she have been at the time of that? But, oh, yes, behind the camera. Uh-huh. This is just, there's, it It just, uh, it it's, gro- it's gross. It's yikes. It's super it's cringe. Yikes. It's cringe. It's um, all the things. And... The in the the Instagram verse is that what we call them? The metaverse is not here for it. No, the comments are for the most part. Well, the blue checks are supportive. Yeah, always of, of Alec Baldwin, always. and I'm looking through the blue checks now that I'm on Alec Baldwin's Instagram account, including but not limited to the late Leslie Jordan offering. His support mm. to Alec Baldwin, Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm, other folks, including mm, Leslie Ann Warren from the movie Clue. Okay, thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up, and those are and Francis Fisher, the actor. Um, this is this is this doesn't sit right with no. me, and I'm going to go ahead and side not with the blue checks on Instagram on this, Colleen, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead. And say that the rest of the internet spidey senses are tingling, tingling correctly. Yeah, because again, <laughs> I think it's easy to forget if you're not paying attention that there is, as as we said earlier, an active investigation. Yeah, this is not settled. The the latest uh, news that we had about this is that they will go on to finish shooting the movie, and uh, th- that ha- that has been blessed by the family of Helena Hutchins um, and her husband, her late and now her, her widower, her husband has been named right as a co-producer or he will be, he will be receiving um, some of the 
monetary mm-hmm. sales, etc. Okay. of this movie. So they're, so they're attaching his name as a producer, and then right. ultimately he's going... Maybe he's an executive producer. He'll yes. get some back end. He'll get some money off yep. of this. And that seemed to have been a result of some sort of negotiation. Um, but that investigation is still active. And so it seems like it, it just is sort of this odd moment for Alec Baldwin to be sharing a picture of Helena Hutchins and saying one year ago today. He can't help himself. No, no. thanks. He can't help okay, inserting so actually, himself in the conversation. That, Holly, is exactly the problem with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Is he's one of those people who is like, this This is my time. Like, everything is his time. Everything. There's a pattern. Yeah. Do say more. Toxic. <laughs> Pattern. <laughs> I'm just going to say toxic pattern. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, it's... It, it, People who think yeah. this story is about them, especially Alec Baldwin, this has been a... This has been an ongoing thing with him, yeah. period. But especially this story in particular. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. the whole interview? And I'm sorry I jumped in halfway no, through. No, I'm glad so you I'm, did. So if I'm not... Um, we did not talk about the interview. It, it, the interview is like... Uh, exhibit A, yeah, right, of like, I'm going to make this about me. Nobody needed that interview from Alec Baldwin. He did an interview with George Stephanopoulos, ABC, mm-hmm. about the situation, really didn't say anything, and everybody was like, too soon, you have nothing to add, mm-hmm. also you're under suspicion, is this really the best use of airtime? And shame on ABC for thinking it was, but right. you all, you understand that. Well, they were seizing the moment and talking about the story that is the biggest story at the time. Um, And that's the thing. And that's Holly. So Holly pointed out that a lot of the blue check marks were coming out in support of Alec Baldwin. Um, But that's what I mean. I mean, listen, I'm not dumb enough to think that the people in the industry aren't aware of what's going on, that this is still an open investigation. Um, I do think they have a different engagement with it. Because of the fact that they are in Hollywood, and so there's probably a part of them that understands it differently because we don't act in front of a camera. <laughs> True. I mean, we did. I mean, did watch the movie online. Those days are behind us now. Are they? Um, but, <laughs> like, I, I think there's a little piece of that, but as from a bystander's perspective, from somebody who's out here in, like, you know, the world... I'm looking at that and thinking, not this is not reading the way I think you want it to read, Alec Baldwin, if you're even thinking about how you want it to read. Yeah. I think what he's thinking he, he wants it to read is as though he's really compassionate. Yeah. And again, it's all back to him. Yeah. And the most compassionate thing you can do sometimes is to remove yourself. Yeah. Get out of the way. Decenter yourself. Yeah. Deplatform yourself, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. This will not happen. Yeah. No. That shan't be this happening. Shan't be happening. But I'll tell you what will be happening. More blind items. What? Yes, because today is our very special episode of the Colleen and Bradley Show. It is the blind item episode. Uh, you earned it, and that's why we're giving it to you right now here today. When we come back, we're going to do a little more blind items. Already told us so about another celebrity that the blind items all already had given us the information on. We learned, of course, that they were probably pretty true. We'll tell you who it is when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Guess I'm just broken and broke. Solving the world's problems on the Colleen and Bradley Show. 
In every break, that's what we do. You said uh, healthcare. It's true. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, but today, now we'll do blind. Yay! Because today's a very special day on the Colleen and Bradley show because of you, our wonderful listeners, who always show up. Whenever we ask you to, you helped us raise a whole lot of money for Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. And uh, we are rewarding you with some blind items all day today. And this one, this very special moment is all about a blind item told you so. didn't they oh the blind items always know uh okay so i'm gonna take us all the way back Do, can, sh- should we just rip the band-aid off yeah you man know? yeah Ow! say it blind items told us about ellen, ellen. remember oh. Oh. Hey, Jojo. oh well jojo with the bobo is thankful for <laughs> ellen however maybe not so much momo um <laughs> more on that in a bit but i do want to tell you that the world found out perhaps ellen was not the nicest yeah daytime talk show host, yes, right? right what was your what was your or i should say for the general audience what do you think was their first inkling or when was their first inkling that something was afoot i know it's hard for uh, yeah. us because we had some heads up yeah, I think it it is hard for us. I, I I guess I can't. The most recent thing I can remember, I, you know what? I don't remember. How did this story break wide open? I remember a little bit. And Holly, feel free to jump in and, and fill in the blanks. I just want to set the stage for like why you think certain ways about Ellen. And then I'm going to go back and blow the lid off your mind. Okay. So if I remember correctly, there was... It it was at least a couple years ago, and it was in the context of uh, celebrities not being nice to their staff. And it was in the context Ah. of her being mean to her staff and that she, um, oh gosh, it It was was during the time of the pandemic. Because remember, I feel like this was when she was at home. Right, because so it was one of those moments where it was like uh, a person who had worked for her started to share stories about working for Ellen and then other people started to come out of the woodwork and talk about her. And it was the reason that we were paying attention was because we were bored because it was the, <laughs> yeah. I'm dead yeah. serious. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. it was the yeah. pandemic. Somebody said something was on it Twitter. TikTok or, I think okay. it was Twitter, right? Somebody, or uh, there was some social was, media it virality. Was on, it was on Twitter and somebody was coming forward about their experience yes. working with Ellen. And I believe it had something to do with chipped nail polish yeah. at a restaurant that they were serving yep. food to Ellen and Portia. And it was at Real Food Daily in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And Ellen was crabby about this person's chipped nail polish. Yeah, it was a service professional. It was yes. a service yep. worker. That she wasn't yes. nice. And um, okay. And yeah, and the service worker Panda just tweeted, one person said he wasn't, he knew she wasn't nice and would donate to a charity for each story received. That's right. And then That's it, what it was. And then we were all bored with the pandemic sitting at home and like, who can we take down on social media? And uh, I was like, pop the popcorn. Pop the popcorn. That was 2020. Jeez. I'm wow. going to take us in a time machine. Oh, oh hold on. Here I we love go. this. Where it's do you think we're going back to? 1954. Okay, it's a DeLorean. No, let's go uh, to t- 2011. Close. 2012. Here's oh. a blind item. Now, it's a long one, 
but it's a good mm-hmm. one. This is from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. Roll that beautiful. Or you already blew, blew the blind item footage, didn't you? I'll do it. Let's do it again. Blinded by the item. 2012, April 3rd. It was a Tuesday. Kind of mildly rainy here in the Twin Cities. Lovely. This national television talk show host has a perceived reputation of being super nice and always smiling. That is what is shown to the public anyway. There have been one or two public slips, but more quickly swept under the rug. Working for the talk show host is nothing short of oppressive. Our talk show host only speaks to people on the show that are within the inner circle and does not bother to learn any name unless required for the show. Our host will yell at the drop of a hat. A hairstylist was fired for recommending hair products to the host. (gasps) Our host wants no products. And if you mention any or that the host needs them, you're fired. Oh, and when the hairstylist was fired, her bag was checked to make sure she wasn't stealing any supplies. Our host regularly begins drinking shortly after the show tapes and sometimes has a taste before it tapes. Most nights, the host passes out drunk. Wow. I know. But that's just at night. That's a lot, though. But that's 2012. Right. Uh-huh. Was she even on the air then? Now I'm questioning yeah, this no, blind, the blind item. Ellen right. has been on the, was on the air since 2002 or three. Okay. That's when the Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. show started. Mm-hmm. So that goes all, that was the first thing that I could find. But wait, there's more. It's not like we have to go that much further back. Because even before these, uh, the viral tweets that we were talking mm-hmm. blew up in 2020, earlier that year, we had the following. And see if this sounds familiar. The one named talk show host fired a writer for a joke that landed flat. Oh, yes. I Do you remember, remember that one? Of course, the talk show host approved the joke in advance. So the joke lands flat. Yep. And that was confirmed as Ellen. And I feel like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, and I may be making things up right now, but I feel like we even were able to isolate what the joke was because it was something that got some pushback publicly. Yes. Right? Am I right? Yeah, no, I'm totally remembering because that was the one that I read. And again, there are several of these. Now, that first one, again, there seemed something hinky about that. But but we again, you don't have to take that one because if we go back in time, uh, which A-plus list daytime talk show host has a way of her booking office, has a way her booking office gets all the A-minus list or the A-list celebrities on her show and leads her competitors high and dry with big name guests? Well, for one thing... Mm. I remember, Do you remember this. this? One. Mm-hmm. For one thing, the production conglomerate behind her show needs some puff piece questions when said guests come to promote their movie. Unlike other talk show hosts, she's on very good terms with PR people and agents. You know, in case the star needs to make an appearance to do some damage control, and sends them gifts as thank you. Celebrity guests, for the most part, dread going on her show because they know she's a mm-hmm. bad word mm-hmm. behind the scenes and just plain don't like her. That's why the green rooms are stocked with a bar. Oh, and did I mention she has several deals with some celebs that they only appear in her show and no other daytime yep. shows? That's the one. That's the piece that I remember. And you know what's really interesting? There's a there's a place. If you're paying attention, um, you can sometimes see a celebrity like call her on her stuff a little bit. And I'm thinking very specifically of Dakota Johnson. I was going to say, Dakota Johnson like went all in. She and there was, was a hero. whole kerfuffle about people reposting that video clip. Because yes. once people got on this, like, was... See, this is, this is again, why we are perfectly timed for crazydaysandnights.net. 
and social media, like just the social media landscape allows for this behavior in such a way that these things just feed on themselves. So if you are one way to the camera and one way off camera, the world's going to find out. Yeah, about you can't it. last yeah. that way for too long. And for those of you who are wondering what Dakota Johnson has to do with this, basically, it was I think it was a birthday party for Dakota Johnson that she was talking about on the show. And Ellen DeGeneres said, well, I don't know because I wasn't invited. And Dakota just was like, I'm not going to play your game. She was like, yeah, you yes, were. you were, Ellen. You were invited. <laughs> and she didn't. And I was like, I had nothing but respect for Dakota Johnson in that moment because Ellen was not going to, Ellen wasn't going that. She was like, I will be the one to, to shape this narrative. And Dakota Johnson was not playing along Yeah, and it it was awkward and awesome. And she was great. It wasn't a lot like, and and also please remember that we've now since learned uh, of the behavior that she exhibited personally towards what is the pop star's name? Yeah. The uh, Grayson chance. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that was sort of like the, the Chance Grayson, the uh, Justin Bieber kind of part two. You know, he was really Grayson Chance. Yeah. He was poised to be a pop star, a la Justin Bieber, as created by Ellen DeGeneres, who then you know spun out her own label to spit out some of these discoveries that she allegedly made um, on YouTube. Spoiler alert: she did not make them, um, but she would bring them on her show, and then they would be astronomical, and then she. Uh, would ignore them completely and be really manipulative with them. So the question that I have is, and again, anti-lawyer told us so. And again, if you, I always think with his blind items, it's where there's smoke, there's fire. So if you see repeated patterns, like we know that at least that's what anti-lawyer wants us to think. Right. Right. But I think whether it's Harvey Weinstein, that's another one we could do a whole segment on. He told, or he told us so. We could do a whole show on that one. Harvey Weinstein, a lot, uh, James Franco, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the sort of Me Too era. I don't know if he talked about Matt Lauer before we knew about Matt Lauer. I feel like he did. I feel like there's things that maybe haven't quite shaken out exactly the way that, but you know, there's stuff about Ryan Murphy, um, Brian or Ryan Singer. Ryan, Brian, Brian Singer, Brian Singer. Yep. He has been an oft talk about talked about figure yep. in all of this in the past oh. five years or so. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and not necessarily people with bad reputations, but with anti lawyers connection to them being so personal that he's sharing information that we later learn is real. Amanda Bynes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he basically told us everything that was going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes with Amanda Bynes before anybody knew about it because he had a personal connection with her. Yeah, yeah. NT Lawyer uh, tells us so a lot more often than not. Um, and that's why it's so fun for us to bring you this entire show full of blind items. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show special blind item special. edition. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we're still doing blind items, but we're going to step away from NT Lawyer and talk about Dumois after this on My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 